You're listening to Comedy Central. I don't care who you are, guys. This story is insane. Everyone, from Trump's campaign manager to Trump's press secretary to Trump's friends have been infected with coronavirus now. It's almost like the writers of 2020 didn't know how to wrap the story up. So they were just like, oh, and then they all get coronavirus, the end. And look, I know some people are saying that this was karma catching up to Trump, but guys, a massive outbreak at the White House is not karma, it's consequences, all right? It's not karma to get hit by lightning when you're standing on the roof of a skyscraper holding a metal rod while there's lightning. The universe didn't do that shit to you. You did that shit to yourself. Now, it's bad enough that Trump has put the entire White House in danger before he knew there was a virus outbreak. But what's even more disturbing is that after Trump found out that he could have been exposed to the virus, he didn't quarantine. He didn't social distance. He carried on with his life with complete disregard for other people's lives. There is evidence of disregard for the health and safety of others. President Trump would have likely been contagious for up to two days prior to his positive test. That means anyone he had contact with at Tuesday's debate or Wednesday's rally in Minnesota could be at risk. Contact tracing is underway this morning for more than 200 people who may have been exposed to the coronavirus at a New Jersey fundraiser for President Trump last Friday. The president traveled to the fundraiser despite the White House knowing before he left Washington that a closed aide had tested positive for the virus. It would also be uh, irresponsible, of course, for the president to have been going to a rally in Minnesota uh, on Wednesday night and then proceeding to a fundraiser in Bedminster on Thursday. I don't care what anyone says, man. This is truly despicable. Trump knew that he could be infected and he put his own supporters at risk anyway. And I feel so bad for anyone who paid money to attend this fundraiser because those people didn't want COVID. They just wanted to give Trump enough money so that he'd let them dump chemicals in a river. Why should something bad happen to them? And not only did Trump keep his exposure to coronavirus a secret from his donors, but get this, the Trump campaign also never told the Biden campaign about any of it, even though they had just been debating a few feet apart while Trump was likely contagious, which honestly is surprising. I thought that if anyone would know the protocol for informing partners that you may have infected them, it would be Donald J. Trump. In fact, this is probably the first national security secret that Trump has actually managed to keep a secret. He won't tell you he might have COVID, but brief him about a new weapons system. And on Twitter, he'll be like, we got a new missile that's totally unstoppable unless you know the secret code is 32495, hash, hash, pound, pound, pound. And if downplaying the virus was on brand for Trump, well, so was what came next. A blizzard of dubious medical information, vague promises, and self-serving lies. The president's doctors and White House officials have been giving confusing and conflicting information about the president's condition all weekend. On Saturday, White House doctor Sean Conley repeatedly dodging questions about whether the president was so sick he needed oxygen. Yesterday and today, he was not on oxygen. Thursday, no oxygen, none at this moment. Yeah, and yesterday with the team, uh, while, while we were all here, he was not on oxygen. But now, Conley says he did actually administer oxygen to the president on Friday at the White House after his blood oxygen dropped. I was trying to reflect the, the, uh, the upbeat attitude that the team, the president, that his course of illness has had. Um, 
didn't want to give uh, any uh, any information that might uh, steer the uh, the course of illness in another direction. Um, and in doing so, uh, you know, it came off uh, that we were trying to hide something, which wasn't necessarily true. Conley also caused confusion by suggesting the president was initially diagnosed Wednesday. The White House later claimed Conley misspoke. And Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has also contradicted himself. He has mild symptoms. Saying that Friday and then admitting the very next day that in fact the president's vital signs had been very concerning and we are still not on a clear path to a full recovery. Do we have an accurate picture of how the president is doing? Well, the answer is no. I'm going to be honest here. I feel bad for this doctor. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Because guys, in all his years at medical school, the one thing he probably never learned was how to bullshit an entire country. Think about it. On one side, you've got the public asking for information on the president's health. And on the other side, you have your patient, the president himself, who wants you to go out and tell everyone that he karate chopped the virus until it died. And once again, people, we're reminded, it doesn't matter who you are. If you come into contact with Donald Trump, at some point, you're gonna have to lie. Doctors, national security advisors, press secretaries, lawyers, yo, I pray that I'm never on a flight with Trump because that pilot will be out here lying like a muff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're landing as planned in the uh, middle of the ocean, and I uh, just want to thank President Trump personally for opening the emergency door mid-flight and letting in a nice, cool breeze. So right now, as it stands, there's been so much deception from the White House that even though Trump is leaving the hospital, we just don't know what condition the president is in right now. Because while Trump's spin team is painting a rosy picture of his health, outside experts say all the medications that Trump is being given suggest that he's not doing that well. But then again, there's also the possibility that Trump doesn't need all the drugs he's getting, he just wants them, and the doctors are too afraid to say no. Give me all the pills, all the oxygen, and while you're at it, give me a boob job. Because people, these drugs are no joke. Like for instance, just the steroid that he's on, Dexamethasone is wild. Like, listen to this. They say it can cause bad side effects like confusion, delirium, mania, irritability, mood swings, and feelings of grandiose grandiosity. Are we sure Trump wasn't already taking the steroids? So just like his handling of coronavirus as a whole, Trump's handling of his own brush with corona has been marked by secrecy, deception, and just generally ignoring science like it's one of his children. And one other thing that has remained consistent is that, as always, the thing Trump cares most about is how he looks. The president himself tries to project an image of recovery, releasing photos and video taken inside Walter Reed. It's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. Overnight, the White House released these photos of President Trump appearing to work in the makeshift office set up at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. You see the one taken at the conference table and one from the presidential suite where he filmed last night's update. Editor-in-chief of the Air Current, John Osterauer, says that he took a closer look at the data embedded in the photos and found while the photos appear to have been taken over some extended period of time, they were actually just 10 minutes apart. Critics of the president are questioning the authenticity of these photos, pointing to the blank piece of paper he appears to be signing with a Sharpie. Yes. Basically, Trump staged these photos just to make it seem like he was busy at work. So what we have here is a rare case of pics and it didn't happen. Then again, maybe Trump wasn't busted at all. Maybe this turned out exactly as they intended. 
Okay, Mr. President, we're gonna take some photos of you now, so just do what you normally do in the Oval Office. Oh, you guys mean pretend work? Okay, got it. Scribble, 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 policy. Policy, scribble, Iraq. So, that's how Trump's been handling life with coronavirus. And, you know, I guess in some weird way, it's nice to know that he doesn't treat America any differently than the way he treats himself. But there is one big difference, though. Unlike most Americans, Trump has access to the best treatments possible and a world-class medical team looking after him, both at the hospital and back at home at the White House. I mean, look at this group of doctors that was involved in Trump's care. It looks like the part of a movie when the scientists announce that they've made contact with the space creature. Nobody else gets that many doctors. So, considering what he went through and how much work it took to treat him, some people had a glimmer of hope, just a glimmer, that maybe Donald Trump would come out of this thing with a new appreciation for how serious this disease is. Maybe he'd come out with a new commitment to getting it under control. And that hope lasted all of two days. President Trump has just tweeted to the world that he will be leaving Walter Reed Medical Center a short time from now at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, he says. The president in his Twitter announcement writing, quote, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. Yeah, that's right, America. Don't be afraid of COVID and don't let it dominate your life. Because as long as you can take your private helicopter from your home hospital to an even better hospital, you'll be great. Oh, and by the way, to the 200,000 Americans who got COVID and don't feel better than they did 20 years ago, I guess that's on you. Donald Trump is back at the White House. Yep, he did that thing that tough guys do in the movies where they tear the ivy out of their arm and say, I'm checking myself out of this hospital. And then he very carefully walked down the stairs to his car. I mean, just look at how he pats the banister like it's a puppy. That's a guy who thinks it looks weak to hold on to something, but also needs to reassure himself that it's there just in case. And that's why this whole COVID thing is a real dilemma for President Trump. Because sick man leaves hospital to continue getting round the clock medical attention at home is not exactly a flattering story but sick man kicks viruses ass and can never get sick again. Now that's a good story. I just left Walter Reed Medical Center and I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. We're going back, we're going back to work. We're gonna be out front. As your leader, I had to do that. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. I stood out front, I led. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. Maybe I'm immune. Maybe I'm Spider-Man. And I can shoot webs out of my wrists. Who knows? Pew, 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 pew. What the hell kind of a thing is that to say? Maybe I'm immune? I don't know. It sounds like the last thing a frat bro says right before he drinks the toilet water for 20 bucks. But I mean, at least now we know how Trump is gonna try spin this whole episode. You know, it's not that he was so reckless and ignorant that he got himself and possibly many other people dangerously sick. It's that as a leader, he was brave enough to confront the virus head on. Just like the only way to study marine biology is to get eaten by a walrus. And now that I think about it, 
it's actually an amazing excuse. Yeah, from now on, I'm definitely pretending dumb shit that I do is actually brave leadership. Guys, I had to accidentally eat too many edibles and freak out in the park because if I didn't confront those talking squirrels, who would? And of course, Trump being Trump, every second of his return to the White House was choreographed for maximum television impact. This morning, President Trump is back at the White House. The president stood on a balcony and removed his mask in a dramatic gesture. A double thumbs up, a salute, and no mask. The president is going inside those doors and then he comes back out still without a mask on, apparently to reshoot his entrance into the White House. It's about four people within close proximity of the president who, of course, like we said, is not wearing a mask. This is part of this staged entrance that the president is making where he wants to be back at the White House. God damn! The dude ripped his mask off the second he got home. And I know Trump thinks this is a triumphant moment, but he's presumably still riddled with COVID. And he's about to walk indoors and expose it to everyone inside? Yo, this wasn't a photo op. It was a biological attack on the White House. I mean, there was a photographer standing right next to him. That dude is basically the world's unluckiest Instagram boyfriend. I honestly can't believe this. This is Trump putting his own staff at risk. You would think he would be a lot more careful about protecting his own staff. This is coronavirus, not a prison sentence. You can't just pardon them afterwards. No more corona, you're good. What, doesn't work like that? Okay, my bad. Now, it would be hard to believe that Trump getting infected, going to the hospital, and then going home once he was slightly less sick is some kind of impressive victory for him. But Team Trump wants to go even further. And they're trying to convince you that Trump getting COVID is why you should vote for him. The president has coronavirus right now. He is battling it head on as toughly as only President Trump can. The president, by by fighting this, is kind of leading the way. I mean, he's a general that leads from the front. He's not asking people to take risks that he doesn't take. That's what America needs right now. We need somebody who's gonna get us to to realize that we can live with this risk. This is like when the general gets wounded by the invisible enemy, goes and gets patched up, and then gets right back to the front line. U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn took to Twitter to celebrate. She says, quote, President Trump has once again defeated China. Welcome home. Listen, he has experience as commander-in-chief. He has experience as a businessman. He has experience now uh, fighting the coronavirus as an individual. Those firsthand experiences, Joe Biden, he doesn't have those. Really? Joe Biden doesn't have the experience of being infected with corona? Man, you almost gotta appreciate the balls of the Trump campaign. Who else would come out and say, look, do we really want to vote for someone who understands how masks work? I mean, by that logic, Trump can't understand any issue until he gets his ass kicked by it first. I mean, he should be going around like, how can Joe Biden save the auto industry when he hasn't smashed his hand closed in the trunk? Ah, I'm ready. Look, man, there's nothing noble about getting corona because you refused to be safe. But if they're claiming that Trump has gained valuable experience from personally being infected with the coronavirus, well, what exactly is it that Trump has learned? Today, the president sending this message, tweeting, flu season is coming up. Many people every year, sometimes over 100,000, and despite the vaccine, die from the flu. Are we going to close down our country? 
No, we have learned to live with it, just like we are learning to live with COVID. In most populations, far less lethal. And the president of the United States comparing it to the flu yet again, going back to messaging he used in March. Oh, I can't believe we're back to this. It's just like the flu. We're back to this. How are we back to this? Look, I don't know how it's possible to see all the damage that coronavirus has done this year. Then get seriously sick from it yourself and then come out of the hospital and say it's no big deal. It's just like the flu. You know, you would think that somewhere along that journey, Trump would pick up a tiny, tiny bit of knowledge. But hey, maybe he's immune to that too. I don't know. The next debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden was supposed to take place next Thursday. But then one of the candidates let himself get infected with a deadly virus. We don't need to get into who, but either way, that changed everything. Commission on Presidential Debates just announced that the second scheduled debate between President Trump and Joe Biden will be virtual. It'll be a virtual debate in the form of a town meeting. The Biden campaign says the former vice president will participate in a virtual debate. But President Trump just moments ago said no. I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating's all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. Oh, man. You gotta love Trump sometimes. He's just openly admitting that he won't do a virtual debate because they'd make him follow the rules. Can you imagine a debate where you stop talking when your time is up? That's not a world I wanna live in. Now, to be honest, Trump hating Zoom is maybe the most relatable thing that he has done since he became president. But if Trump didn't wanna do a virtual debate, you know what he could have done? Not gotten coronavirus, motherfucker! That was an option. Yeah, you can't get coronavirus and then get mad when they switch things up so that your ass doesn't get everybody else coronavirus like you. Now, it's still unclear what's gonna happen with this debate. Biden said that he'll hold a town hall on his own that night, and the Trump campaign is pushing to move the debate schedule back a week so that they can be in person again. But who knows? In a way, I'm not surprised at all by Trump's reaction here. If he understood how the coronavirus works, and if he actually cared about not spreading it, he would want to do a virtual debate. Unfortunately, neither of those things seem to be true, which Trump made abundantly clear once again in an interview today. Look, I wanna go back to, to the coronavirus for a moment now. You say you feel great, but the media is out there saying, well, you're contagious. Do you feel that you are? No, I don't think I'm feel contagious, that way but if you're we saying still have you're to ready to go it. to a rally. I don't think I'm contagious at all. Well, first of all, if I'm at a rally, I stand by myself very far away from everybody. Remember this, when you catch it, you get better, and then you're immune. You know, I, as soon as so everything goes away from me, you're immune. First of all, props to Maria Bartiromo for the hard-hitting questions. Do you feel that you are contagious? Whew, that was journalism. But also, what in God's good name is Trump talking about? When you catch it, you get better and then you're immune? There are 210,000 people in this country who will definitely disagree with that statement. Sometimes I wonder if this is the president talking or if the coronavirus has just taken control of his brain. It's actually fun to get infected with me. I mean, with coronavirus. Trust me, guys. 
getting infected with me, I mean with coronavirus, is a great thing. And look, I'm glad that Trump seems to be recovering from his illness, mostly because if COVID beats him, then it would become president, you know, Wakanda style. But I kind of wish that there was a symptom of COVID that left people unable to open their mouths because ever since Trump came out of the hospital, he's been talking like he's some kind of medical expert, which he most definitely is not. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. And I'm standing in front of the Oval Office at the White House. I wasn't feeling so hot. And within a very short period of time, they gave me Regeneron. It's called Regeneron and other things too, but I think this was the key, but they gave me Regeneron and it was like unbelievable. I felt good immediately. We have medicines right now and I call them a cure. I went into the hospital a week ago, I was very sick and I took this medicine and it was incredible. It was incredible. I, w I could have walked out the following day. We're gonna make them available immediately. We're taking care of our Seniors, you're not vulnerable, but they like to say the vulnerable, but you're the least vulnerable. But for this one thing, you are vulnerable. Ah, it's always nice to get a clear public health message from the president. Seniors are not vulnerable, but they're also the most vulnerable, but they're totally invulnerable. I think I nailed it, guys. In the second take, one take. That's what I do. I beat it. I kill it just like I did with Corona, baby. <laughs> By the way, how messed up is it that Trump spent months telling everyone to take hydroxychloroquine, but then when he actually had the chance to take it, he dumped it for a younger, hotter drug? Hydroxychloroquine is probably scrolling through Instagram right now like, oh, I get it. You're with Regeneron now? Okay, okay, I'm happy for you, Trump. But this is crazy, guys. Trump thinks that because he got better, he found a miracle cure and coronavirus isn't a problem anymore? I mean, that's a pretty dangerous thing to tell people. Honestly, the only medically appropriate thing about these videos is that clearly Trump's staff locked him out of the White House for two weeks. So there's nothing responsible or presidential about what Trump is doing right now. But the good news is, if he loses in November, this man has definitely got a backup career hosting infomercials. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. I got back a day ago from Walter Reed Medical Center. I went in, I wasn't feeling so hot. And within a very short period of time, they gave me Regeneron, called Regeneron. And it was like unbelievable. It just made me better, okay? I call that a cure. I wanna get for you what I got, and I'm gonna make it free. I think this was a blessing from God that I caught it, because I feel great. You're gonna get better, you're gonna get better fast, just like I did. So again, a blessing in disguise. Good luck. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 